to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. So hello and welcome to today's episode of People Like Us. Today, I have with me Mathieu Gagnon. Mathieu, thank you very much for joining me today. How are you doing? You're welcome. I'm well, and you? I'm very well, thank you. Where are you calling in from today? I am calling in from Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Fantastic. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to launch straight into the first sort of question of the podcast, which is, would you like to tell me about where you grew up? Yes. Well, as uh, most guests of this podcast, this is a long answer, obviously. Of course. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, I was actually born in uh, Paris, France, okay. uh, in 1977. And I stayed there for uh, just over a year and a half, about. And then we moved to uh, Morocco, where I stayed for about another year and a half to two years. Uh, then when I was around two to three years old, we, uh, my parents are Canadians, so am I. Uh, so we moved back to Canada around the, uh, Ottawa or the capital region for another two years. And then off we were to, uh, Abidjan, the capital of the Ivory Coast in Western, uh, Africa for another two years. Uh-huh. Uh, I was around uh, five when I was there. Then we moved to Port-au-Prince, Haiti, so the capital of Haiti. Stayed there for around three years. I must have been around seven, eight uh, at that time. And then uh, off we were again to uh, Bern, Switzerland, for four years. And uh, then when I was around 12, 13, we, uh, my parents came, decided to come back to, uh, to uh, Canada. Uh, we uh, settled in the, uh, again, the Ottawa region, the capital region, um, but we didn't move quite a lot. And since then I've moved uh, three province, across three provinces in Canada. And as you know, Canada is, is quite a large uh, country. You could fit mm. many European countries within one province and the provinces are quite different in terms of uh, culture, language, uh, sometimes even institutions. And so, yeah, that's basically uh, the story of um, where I grew up. Fantastic. So yeah, that, that's a lot of um, short stints in your very early years. Indeed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of uh, of uh, taking root anywhere at the, at any point in it. <laughs> yeah, so so you've been in Canada for a while now, I I gather, but having moved around quite a bit within that country. Yes, yes. So I've been in Canada. So I'm now 44, and I've been in Canada since uh, I was uh, probably 13, 14. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's the place I've lived. The longest amount of years uh-huh. uh 
but it really just feels that way. It doesn't feel any particularly anything else in terms of a deep connection to it. It just feels like, hey, this is, I, I, I like to joke around sometimes and call my parents and say, this is quite a long posting, isn't it? Like, when, when are we, when are we uh, moving on to the next thing? It's been a while. Sure, sure. <laughs> Does Canada feel like home then? Uh, I guess, well, in some ways, in, in the sense that it's where I am now, culturally and in terms of identity, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that it feels foreign to me either. It's just, here I am, you know. Uh, uh, th there are parts of Canada, interestingly, I was thinking about this, that feel more home than others. I was thinking about this, this question because I, 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 I was expecting that a, a question that would come up, uh, you know, uh, would be what is home. And, and, mm. and in thinking about this, uh, I, I kind of realized that home to me is not necessarily a, a particular geographic location, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, I realized that any place that is uh, French speaking to me feels more home than any other place that is not. Mm -hmm. because, because my family is originally, we are Francophones, we are French speaking. So, uh, you know, I could feel at home in a country that is French speaking. I would feel necessarily more at home in, in a French speaking country than a country that is not uh, French speaking. So I, this is my long answer to say that some parts of Canada, like the province of Quebec, feel more like home than other parts. Uh, and like currently I'm making my life in the province of Ontario, which is somewhat French speaking, but not that much. So it doesn't feel as much as home as, uh, as I would be uh, in, uh, in the province of Quebec. But even if I was in the province of Quebec, I don't particularly identify this as my deeply rooted home necessarily. Mm -hmm. I'm interested. You've said that um, somewhere that's French speaking gives you that feeling of being at home. Now I know that with French, there's kind of different variations of the language. I yeah. myself can get by in French, but mm. If I watch a Canadian movie, say from Quebec, I can hardly understand a word. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we have quite our own unique language, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> our unique still, version of French. Does it still give you that same feeling of, oh, it's it's a version of French, so therefore that, that's what's familiar and that gives me that home feeling? Well, I guess it depends at what level we want to take it. Uh, in some level, yes. In some level, it wouldn't matter. There's something there's something there's something deep about just French as a language because that's the language of my family. It's the language that I used to speak at home, and I literally mean when I would go to my parents' house when I used to live with them in all these countries. That's that's my family language. So, in some sense. Uh, in some sense, uh, the, 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 the accents and the different possibilities of French don't matter that much. But in another sense, um, you know, I think I would feel even more at home with a more kind of uh, French 
like the French that they speak in France compared to the French they speak in Quebec. I think mm -hmm. I identify even more. And I think the reason for that is that during my formative years, um, I went, you know, when we were traveling all around the world, I was in a, I did my schooling in the French system, in the French lycée, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and so we, and I myself spoke with quite a French accent from France, not an accent from Quebec, you know. Yeah. And so I'm almost more, I identify myself even uh, almost more to, uh, to the the French that they speak in France to me is almost more kind of homely than the French they speak in Quebec. Does that make any sense? I don't, it no. gets com quite complicated, doesn't it? <laughs> when you start uh, seeing accents at home, as home, it, it gets quite complicated. But, uh, but yeah, and there's something about having been born in France, uh, but not having a, a, a French citizenship that I'm, Maybe I'm a little bit resentful for that. I would have wanted it, so I kind of, I associate myself to French, but uh, to France. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. When we arrived in Canada, I had to, when I was, you know, 13, I had to learn how to speak Quebecer, you know, learn how to speak French Canadian. It wasn't the same, and I got some weird looks. And why are you saying this word that way? We say it this way, and and. Um, and still to this day, even though it's been many years, sometimes people will tell me, you know, you're like, you're, you seem like you're from Quebec, but you don't really, the way you say certain words, it, it looks like you're trying to be quite proper about the way you say certain words. And like, I know it's just, I, it's, I, it's cause I had to learn how to speak uh, in, uh, in, in French Canadian basically. Yeah, I think that that's um, a bit of a gripe, if you like, that many of us will, will be able to relate to that sort of being corrected for saying particular words. You know, I, I mm -hmm. lived in Australia for a long time. Um, mm. I spent some of my formative years in the UK. You know, in the, in the, in the UK, it's yogurt. In Australia, it's yogurt. And I would yeah. get corrected every time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and one, one particular thing... Uh, for me was that uh, the, the word uh, bus, uh, you know, like when you take the bus to school, mm -hmm. uh, in French, it's, uh, it's a masculine word in terms of gender, le bus, mm -hmm. uh, or l'autobus. But in Quebec, they would say la bus, which was a feminine word. And so people wonder, why are you saying, it's a feminine word, why are you saying a masculine? Now, if you look at the dictionaries, it says it's a masculine word, but it doesn't matter, right? It's the, it's the pragmatic. It's the fact that the people use it in the feminine uh, version and all these little things, which never really, it never got to me. I, I thought that was interesting, but, um, but it's fascinating that still today, after all these years, people can still tell that it's not, uh, it's, it, I'm not completely, the word I want to say is genuine, but that's not what I mean. They, they can tell that my that uh, are you there? You froze a little bit there. Sorry, yes, I lost you. Or maybe I froze. You're back. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's um it's one of those things, isn't it? The people really notice when you say something slightly differently to how they do, 
and instantly that sort of, oh, you're not from here. You're not quite like us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, you're... fortunately, I like being the stranger, so. <laughs> so where, yeah. where do it you doesn't bother you're... me that much when they say I'm not quite. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Where would you say you feel most foreign then? Where do I feel most foreign? That's a good question. That is a that is a really good. That's like the inverse of the question in a sense. It's it's <laughs> a really good question. Where, you know, it's a weird question because being the foreigner is something that I'm used to. So it's like, where do I feel most for? It's like asking, where do you feel most yourself? <laughs> um, where do I feel most foreign? I honestly don't know how to answer that question. I, I mean, I mean, hmm. Again, I'm not sure location. I know that most people, you know, they would, they would, they would point to particular spots on the globe uh, uh, or something um, and answer that question. But but my way of answering it would be would be that what what makes me feel more foreign are particular contexts. And I would say, uh, okay, so I'll say this. Maybe because I'm Canadian, contexts in which I'm interacting with other Canadians, but because of the fact that I didn't grow up here, I don't get the cultural references or I, uh, I don't, I can't, I can't connect uh, or, uh, you know, just for an example, like, you know, obviously hockey is a big thing in Canada. And, you know, the, my wife's family and many friends are all enormous fans of hockey. I, I don't care about hockey at all. I don't, I'm not even interested in it one bit, uh, you know, and as a Canadian, hockey is a big thing. And yeah, so sure. you put me in a, a family gathering where, hey, we want, we're going to watch the game. I'm feel completely like an alien. I'm looking for a book somewhere that I can read while the game is played, is, uh, is being played. And in that sense, what makes me feel like a foreigner or foreign is not a particular geographical location, but it's these instances where you, you clearly see the, the, the cultural uh, disparity, the difference. And in a context where you shouldn't see it because on paper, you're Canadian. On paper, there shouldn't be that difference, but in real life, it's it's there, uh, and that that makes me feel really kind of strange and foreign and kind of disconnected from what on paper I should be. Does that make any sense? Yes, yes, I I, I do get that. So, um, Mathieu, you mentioned that your parents are Canadian, um, and. I guess that's why you didn't get the um, the French passport back in the day. So I, I am also guessing that you would have had mm -hmm. relatives in Canada as you were growing up. Just repeat that. Are you, are you asking me if all of my relatives 
relatives are in Canada? Yeah, so did you, as you were living in different places, did you have much contact with relatives during your early years? So we would come back every, maybe once a year or once every two years to see relatives mm -hmm. uh, and so on. And usually during Christmas time or during the summer. Okay. And did you, um, did you grow up with siblings or were you on your own? I uh, international tour with me. Uh, he's older, an older brother. Um, and uh, the, the only difference with him is that uh, when we were in Switzerland, which was our last uh, posting, um, he was old enough to start thinking about university. And um, he did something that I, I thought that I now think, I, I don't know if I could have done that. He to uh, come back to Canada and start university uh, here. And uh, I always thought that was, I don't know, quite amazing because to me coming back to Canada meant it was all over. And I yeah. always kind of wondered whether, he didn't seem to perceive it the same way. To him, it was his next adventure, maybe because he was deciding uh, uh, compared to just being, you know, dragged along by our, by our parents. Um, but yes, so uh, one older brother, and he lives in uh, Montreal, around the region of, of uh, Montreal now. Okay. So um, moving on to how the um, your TCK upbringing has impacted your sort of later years, your adult years. Um, do you think it's had an effect on things like your career? Uh, on my career? Uh, um, hmm. Maybe. I don't know if it had an effect. So, so I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a, uh, a university professor. I work at the, uh, at the Royal Military College, which is a, a university level institution for the Canadian military where I teach psychology basically. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I had an, an impact. I, it probably didn't hurt. Um, but I couldn't say that it would be I can't say that it would how it had an impact on my uh, on my career. Okay. Um, I can say that 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 lends itself quite well to it kind of opens up uh, possibilities in terms of interactions with people. This is something that's obviously a benefit mm. it's weird in a way it's weird to say it but it I feel like it makes you to certain people that are kind of at a certain level in society like professors and, uh, and professionals 
it makes you somehow more look more interesting yes and it and and it, it may open doors for you the fact that you've lived all over and because you don't want to say that somebody who didn't have that didn't have that experience just because they didn't have that experience it's not like they don't deserve that if they have the skills but i feel it's made things a little easier so perhaps it's maybe it's it's impacted my career in that way maybe it's made it a little easier for me to look like an interesting candidate. Um, um, but I wouldn't say that it had a direct impact in any other way because my job doesn't necessarily deal with, you know, the fact of, uh, it doesn't deal with, the fa with uh, anything international in a sense, you know. Uh, although I do love working for the Canadian Armed Forces because there is that aspect of, uh, you know, often the cadets that we train will go on to different postings. They'll, they'll, some of them have already lived in different parts of the world. We have a very uh, diverse uh, armed forces of people of different ethnic origins. So, so this makes me very comfortable. Uh, but I don't, I don't know that in, I don't know that the, being a TCK helped my career in any other kind of direct uh, way. Perhaps it did. Maybe I'm just not thinking about it deeply enough. Yeah, possibly. It sounds like it's um, maybe given you that extra edge, um, if you like, in terms of uh, how you're perceived by by other people. Now, talking about other yeah. people, yeah. Um, who, who would you say that you gravitate towards? You know, there's, there's often um, talk around... TCKs, particularly with relationships, should we, how do we relate to people that haven't traveled? Do you find that you gravitate towards people with a more sort of international background or, or, or that doesn't have any influence there? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I have found that actually. Um, here's something that's really interesting that I realized, you know, because I was thinking, you know, in, in anticipation for this podcast, and ever since I know your Facebook group and all that, I've been thinking about stuff. And I realized, and this is somewhat, in, in a way, almost embarrassing to say, but that when I know somebody in my environment, that is, let's say a quote unquote, international person, or a person that uh, just doesn't have to be somebody who traveled a lot, but somebody who comes from another country, who has another, another act, a different accent, who's here, you know, uh, who's in, in Canada as a foreigner. I am, I am automatically like fixated on that person and I want to get to know them and I want to be friends with them. And it, it's almost like that person is more interesting to me Mm -hmm. than other people and, and and I realize that that's um it's it's um I don't know whether that's good or bad but there's something there it's almost like my it's almost like in a way I'm saying you have something I used to have I want part I want part of it I want I want to bask in the glow that is <laughs> that is your different culture and your difference you know um, and that doesn't mean that I look at people who've never traveled and, and, and go, oh, you're boring. Not at all. 
but there's something special about people of different culture. I love meeting people of different cultures, asking them about, uh, you know, where they're from, uh, asking them about their culture, asking them about how long they've been here. One of my favorite activities, actually, when I take a taxi, most, a lot of taxi drivers here in, in, in uh, where I live mm-hmm. um, are not, uh, at least ethnically, from, uh, from, from around here. And I, the first question I say is, you know, when did you get to Canada and so on? And, and it's, it's, I want to get down. I, I, I love talking about culture. Like, tell me, tell me your story. Tell me, uh, tell me about the food and, and, and so on. So sometimes maybe it can become a little bit overwhelming or, or uh, uncomfortable for them. I don't know, but I, I, I do tend to gravitate towards these people. Now, not in terms of, you know, I have many friends that, never traveled and that's fine uh, my my wife has uh, traveled within canada she was a a military brat as we say here a child mm-hmm. of a, a military father she did travel within canada not not international travel um so obviously i've you know i have good relationships with people who, who didn't travel that much but there's something about that international person that just i i still feel it today there's there's some kind of some magic there that i i want I need to get to know this person. I'm not sure if that's a, a, a typical answer of uh, people who grew up as TCKs or if you can relate to that in any way. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I certainly can. Um, there, there's something about, oh, here's somebody else that has had a similar experience. So that you have that connection. And it's, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's quite common with, within the, the, the TCK world. And I like what you said there about, you know, when, when you're mm. talking to, say, a taxi driver and you're saying, so when did you first come to Canada? And tell me your story. It's a nice way to engage in conversation rather than the what can feel quite brutal to us, that the dreaded question of where are you from? Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, but it's, I find it interesting also because there's a there's also a, somewhat of a movement around here that that's when you see somebody who looks different in terms, let's say, of skin color or appearance, and you ask them, you know, where are you from? A lot of people will kind of take that as the the presupposition of you know why can't I be Canadian? But Mm. And I kind of understand that, but when I when I asked it, I'm not trying to categorize you. I I really I really want to know your story, and so uh, up to this point, I haven't seemed to have offended anybody asking those questions. <laughs> there is yeah. a there is this movement that that says you know asking about ethnic identity is a bad thing. You shouldn't. And I and and my point is. Actually, it's absolutely fascinating because there's a lot of diversity. I, I want to know about your ethnic origins, even though you might be Canadian. Your ethnic origins are fascinating to me, and, and I don't use them to categorize you in any way. I, I want it's my way to get to know the world, basically. Since I can't travel anymore, I'm gonna. It's very, very selfish in a way. I'm gonna use you to learn something interesting and to feel like I'm still connected to outside of Canada. It's it's very selfish in, in a way. But as long as the other person doesn't feel hurt by it, you know, they get to talk about themselves and, and, and stuff. So um, 
Absolutely. Yeah. It, it sounds like a win-win situation to me. I would I would say so. I would hope so. <laughs> I wouldn't make want to make anybody uncomfortable, that's for sure. So as usual, Mattia, the, these um, podcast episodes, they always fly by. I'm always looking at the clock saying, oh my goodness, our 30 minutes is all, almost up. And I, I do like to finish mm -hmm. on a, a positive note. So what would you say is one of the things that you like the most about having had that um, the, the, the TCK upbringing? Yeah. Well, there's many things, but if I were to select one thing, it's, uh, look, there's a difference between, uh, you know, doing your schooling and taking geography classes and history classes and knowing that the world exists from a kind of cold cognitive perspective. I know there are other countries. I know there are other cultures and so on. There's a difference between that and actually have seen it for, for yourself. Different cities, different countries, the differences are deep. The air feels different. The temperature, the way it feels on your skin is different. The sounds you hear are different. The air smells different. I don't mean to say that different countries smell bad. I just mean there's a different quality. Mm. Uh, it feels feels different to be in other countries. And when you've grown up in different countries, in a way, part of what it means to grow up in different countries, it means to be different parts of yourselves, of yourself. Mm. I, I'm a different, I was a different person in Africa than I was in Haiti, than I was in Switzerland, because you're, who you are is driven by the culture that you're immersed with. And so, what it's, what it's given me is this deep kind of uh, embodied knowledge of, what, of how diverse the world is and the fact that the world exists in all its diversity. And it's more than just a cognitive, yeah, I know it. I know the capital of uh, this country is that, and I know the capital of that country is this. It's, you get to feel it in your bones, in your skin. And that, that can't be taken away. It makes me curious it makes me very comfortable with all sorts of people um it makes me uh it, it makes me um yeah i would think that that curiosity and that ability that ability to just relate with people from different cultures and to not you kind of in a way you kind of see the common humanity if i was to condense this to a, a single kind of buzz phrase or something you see the common humanity in, in all of us. And it really also, uh, it really makes you understand how in certain countries you are privileged. Like we talk of poverty, for example, in Canada, there's talk of poverty. Obviously there is poverty in Canada in different uh, sections. The, the way we, uh, we treat uh, our uh, First Nations, Aboriginal people here in certain uh, parts is they live in true poverty, you know. Um, but then there's like poverty in Africa and poverty in Haiti or the misery in Haiti after an earthquake or mm. political problems. It puts everything in perspective, like everything. Sometimes I'll have friends tell me, isn't this terrible? And I'll go, yes, it is terrible, but man, you should have seen what I saw. 
in 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 Abidjan in, in Ivory Coast when when I when this happened or when I was there in Haiti and the government was being was uh, you know shooting its population or um, it really makes you see things from a different perspective and, and it doesn't take away from the bad things that are happening in your own country but it it makes you somewhat it gives you a broader perspective yeah I, uh, I hear you and that's really something that I I I, uh, I quite appreciate very much appreciate yes I love that thank you yeah. Mathieu thank you so much for your time today it's been such a pleasure talking with you you're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. Thank you for uh, this opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us. <laughs>